the next quality, which is balance. Now, this is a quite a testing quality, uh, as you will see in just a moment. This is a balance on the one hand of a sense of purpose, a sense of mission, a sense of cause, to make something happen. And yet, at the same time, it's a respect for other people. That's testing enough, but here's the difficult twist. This is respect for people's free will. This is about a balance of a sense of cause, of mission, purpose, goal, and respect for the other person, and their free will, their right to make their own choices. Now, this is very important to leaders, particularly, because if they are so biased towards the mission, the sense of purpose, the target, whatever it is, they can start behaving insensitively to people in their organization, which can create friction and resistance. So they can end up getting precisely what they don't want. Now, at the extreme end, this is where you get into fanaticism, which is, you, this is where you justify the whole thing with the intellectual justification that the end is justified by the means. Do I mean that? No, the end justifies the means, is what I meant to say. <laughs> the flip side of that is the person who is so biased towards respect for others that they won't make the tough decisions, they won't ask the tough questions, they won't give the feedback to say, I'm sorry, mate, your performance is unacceptable. You need to pick it up or I'm going to fire you. Sometimes that needs to be said. So this is a very difficult one. But it is the antidote, if you think about it, to a hazard of an otherwise capable leader using their ability to lead for destructive evil ends. So this has a major safeguard in it for society. Now, this balance is exceptionally hard to get right for an action-orientated person. I think it's probably tougher for somebody in an executive leader position than it is for a coach, but this might be one that you wrestle with. You see, on the one hand, it's about wanting to serve, wanting to make a difference, make something happen that hasn't happened yet. And yet, on the other hand, it's about respecting the other person's right to make their choices. So as a leader, you feel stuck in the middle. Whoa, whoa, what do I do? How do I do this? And this is a really, really hard one in my own experience as a chief executive and working as a coach sometimes with chief executives. How do you deal with this? Well, I think one of the clues to dealing with this comes from Buddhism. And it's the idea of non-attachment. And when I say non-attachment, I mean... I'm going to slow down here because this is, this is subtle. This is about being emotionally unattached to the result of your actions, which includes your workers' coaches, because you will want your coaches to be, your clients to be transformed so that they talk well of you, so you feel good about yourself, it boosts your self-esteem. You will want that, and that's okay. But this is about being not attached to that, meaning not making your happiness, your satisfaction, your entire self-image dependent on certain outcomes on having that, on being that, achieving this. It's not attaching yourself to that. It's actually recognizing that um, while you have a responsibility uh, for your own choices, you don't have responsibility for the other person's choices. 
You never have and you never will. Now that's a tough one to understand. I'm talking about choices. You are responsible for your choices. The other person is responsible for their choices. Now, let me be very clear. This is a, not about going into nothing matters, nothing's real, indifference. I do not mean this. The leader, the effective coach, does care what they're trying to accomplish and does care about the other person joining with them. And the accomplished leader will be working to make sure that people are aligned and working towards the goal. That's absolutely true. So there is passion there. There is a strong preference for the result. But the key is not to attach your happiness, your mental and emotional state, to the outcome, the result. When your, when your happiness, your sense of flow, depends on the turnaround of the company or achieving the sales target or making, having this client become what he or she isn't now, that's the moment you're caught. That's the moment you are attached. So the idea is to, uh, and I learned this the hard way as a leader, and I wish somebody had told me this. You have a responsibility to people, but you don't have a responsibility for them. Now, I know your children up to the age of about 12 are probably an exception to that. I'm talking adults. You have a responsibility to people, but not for them. That is true of you as coaches and as leaders. And if you can remember that, you can, you can hold this sense of mission and purpose, this thrust, without going so far that you impose your point of view while telling yourself it's for their own good. That's, that is a psychological defense. So, the subtle one, this. Questions for you, again. How well do I balance a sense of purpose on the one hand with a concern for people and their free will? How powerful is my desire to serve? What do I gain from such service? And is my motive truly selfless? Or am I actually trying to deal with a need in myself? And big one, can I stay unattached to the results of my actions while working towards a goal? That's one thing I have found very hard in my life. So just ponder on those for 60 seconds if you're, if you're willing and make some notes or give yourself some sort of self-evaluation overall on this quality of balance.